the Cowboys are are literally did exactly what you expect from the Cowboys. If the defense does not win you a game, Dak Prescott ain't going to do it. Dak Prescott, we, we've seen this time and time again, year after year. Dak Prescott is not the quarterback that is going to carry you to a playoff championship, whatever you need, either a Zeke, Tony Pollard now, um, defense, whatever the case is. Zach, Dak did Dak things. All about the balls podcast. With Mark Davis, Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc. Welcome to All About the Boss Podcast. I'm Mark Davis in the sack house, ready to talk week three of this NFL season. Joined with Chris Kameinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Docs Kirkwins. Chris, I'll start with you. We just wrapped up week three. I know your Bengals, your second team won, but not a good loss as Derek Carr did suffer that AC joint sprain in his shoulder. A lot of comeback. Jameis Winston did not eat a W. Jordan Love came back. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I definitely had a better Saturday than Sunday. Sunday, I, I almost took myself in the on the barnyard, you know. <laughs> Jameis Winston did not come in, given a 17-0 lead, and uh, he didn't take us. But I, I wouldn't blame him. Blame Pete Carmichael. Get him the fuck out of the building. But, hey, I just wish my teams were as good as my fantasy teams going, you know. Oh, yeah, you kick, you're kicking ass in, in fantasy. You're 3-0 in Dynasty and in redraft. Luke, we'll move on to you. How are you feeling coming off week three? Lamar Jackson, not that guy this yeah. week as he lost to Garden Minshew and the Colts, not Anthrickson, but Garden Minshew. Justin Tucker, also his leg came a little short. Not used to that, but how are we feeling? Yeah, I mean, tough loss. I mean, this is they talked about it all week this being a, a sleeper game for us and it, it was so i mean sucks the injury bugs killing the ravens right now as usual and plus a couple late uh no calls for penalties and that could have changed the game and gotten tucker within that extra couple yards and we'll definitely talk winner, but it's tough tough loss sucks god gardner Minshew played better than expected and we'll definitely talk about that i know there's a segment there we're going to mention the ravens so we'll definitely talk about the those couple no calls doc Nothing new to you, man. You know, your team lost again. So how are you feeling as you're 0-3, you know, on potential to get that first pick, maybe the second pick too, if the Panthers and you guys stay stay winless. How are you feeling? Yeah, no, I mean, we're right where right where we uh, should probably be. Um, an extremely disappointing week, but uh, that's going to be a good show, man. It's going to be a good show. I've got a lot to say, so, you know, drink is in hand, ready to, ready to blow the fucking roof off of this one because uh, – a lot of disappointment across the NFL this week. If in a doc, if there was any game that Taylor Swift should attend it for her first one to see Travis Kelsey, it was definitely Chicago Bears because she saw the Chiefs just wipe the floor with you guys. And you know, good for the Bears for letting her see you know a good performance for another team. Just yeah, you know, uh, it just kind of goes to show what the Chiefs' offense is because uh, you know our defense is a fucking block of Swiss cheese out there. It's like that Target game in Madden. You know, you just got to hit it, um, and only put up, honestly to only put up forty one. Yeah, they but they put their backups so in, the, in the they put their backups in the fourth quarter. I, I think the Patrick. I think the backups were in the third quarter. Patrick no, they were Mahomes was out in the third. Yeah, no, Patrick Mahomes was out in the third quarter. Yeah, after the third. After after his ankle got rolled up, they pulled him. No, he can't. No, he came back after that. He no, he came, came back. back. His his ankle got rolled up before the half. 
No. Yeah, he, he he was out in the third. No, it but was he like came he back in. He came back yeah. in. He came back in the second half though, because he the Trout's Kelsey touchdown was in the third quarter. No, yeah, he played half of the third quarter. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying when he got pulled. But I'm just yeah. saying like that's yeah he, he got, was out he got there pulled for out dur- during the time period of third quarter. He was pulled out. That's, that's <laughs> but, what I'm saying. Yeah, so Doc, I'm like I said, it's unfortunate, man. I'm I'm sorry that this keeps happening to you on a weekly basis. And my team lost two boys, so it's first time since we started the show. I mean, through three weeks that. Our team has all four losses in the same week. So we lost to Detroit. We only scored six points. So not not a good week for the Atlanta Falcons, just like your guys' team. Um, but, yeah, so let's move on. I'm actually looking at – yeah, so he, he was out, Doc, in the third quarter. They took over um, four minutes left in the third quarter is when – just around that time is when Patrick Mahomes sat out. But let's move on, boys, and let's talk the – Probably the best, not the best thing that I saw, but probably the most dominant win I think I've ever seen in my life. The Miami Dolphins, 70 to 20 over the Denver Broncos. And let's just open the floor. Are the Miami Dolphins unstoppable? No, and this was no. without Jalen Waddle, too, by the way. No, I don't think so. I think they came in and, and played at home against a weak Denver team. Um, this is one of those situations. Uh, you know, you get up enough early and you just deflate the other team. They're walking around flat-footed. They're not really putting in the effort anymore. Um, I'm not taking away from what the Miami offense is, but I don't. I'm, I'm not going to jump out here and say that Miami is unstoppable. I don't think they're quite there yet. Um, outstanding game offensively, um, you know, by Miami, but the run game. I mean, the Broncos just couldn't figure out the ground game. They couldn't figure out how to stop the run, um, and I think that that was just a fault on them. So. You know, Russell Wilson played a great game. Um, it was actually so they nice to see. Figure out how to stop kinda... the run, or they if they couldn't stop the run, or they couldn't run the ball. No, no, no. Denver couldn't stop the run. They couldn't they stop couldn't the pass the ball. neither. And they couldn't stop the yeah. pass neither. I mean, two had four touchdowns over three hundred yards, only three incompletions. So, yeah, but we're not talking college level five hundred yards passing. I mean, three hundred yards is a big deal in the NFL. Again, I'm not taking away from the Miami offense, but uh, I wouldn't. I mean, they well, even stop. two, two, they two, two, two complete 23 to 26. So, yeah, they couldn't even stop. Uh, I mean, Mike in total, White. 25 to 28. Their back, their starters were still in. Mike White came in. He was two of two for 67 yards and a touchdown. So they couldn't even stop Mike White. And that's that's with Patrick Sertain out there, by the way. Patrick Sertain was out on the field when that long touchdown for Mike White was out there, too. So it wasn't just the starters putting up points. Well, I mean, Wait, what, what were you saying about Mike White? Mike White the... was two of two for 67 yards and a touchdown on their oh. on the oh, yeah, yeah. starting defense. Yeah, yeah, I mean it I I don't think the Dolphins the Dolphins are unstoppable. I mean, Belichick proved that that offense can be stopped by just taking away the top of the field, stop the big games from happening and let Tua do the short little drop-offs and their offense pretty much stops. I mean, Belichick did a really good job last week on doing it and clearly Sean Payton did not take notes. Well, that's Vance Joseph that didn't take notes for the defense because no, Sean Payton doesn't do anything with that defense at all. Sean, Sean Payton was just too busy kicking people out of the locker room, man. <laughs> kicking kicking fucking Russell's crew out of the locker room, man. Dude. Sean, Sean um, Payton hit Russell with that fucking fuck you. He kept him in the whole game, too. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, he didn't let him quit set. like Joe Burrow yeah. did in week one. Well, I mean, you're not trying to also get your franchise QB injured, neither. I mean, I, I, oh, look how I, well I, that I, aged. Look how I well that Russell, aged. I don't think Russ is the franchise QB in Denver anymore. I think no, he's I, I, the guy's I, like forty years old. Yeah, he. I think he's and, and to be honest, out the door. 
if Sean Payton can get a QB like a Caleb Williams, something like that, usually I know the last since Payton's retired, the Broncos haven't had a franchise QB, but they are a pretty known like they're known to be a great organization when it comes to developing talent. Not the last seven years, like Garrett Bowles said, but historically they've been pretty good at developing talent. So yeah, I don't think Russell Wilson's the star. I, I mean, I, back to the Dolphins though. I don't think they're unstoppable. Like Chris said, um, if you get a good defense like the Patriots that can kind of limit them, then I mean, yes, that can be main, maintained. I don't think you're going to just take out Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, but limit them, limit the damage. But the Dolphins defense is getting better every single week. I get it. They had that shootout against the Chargers, but last week against the Patriots and this week against the Broncos, I get it. Not probably the high, like the high explosive offenses, but still they are NFL teams and you give up 20 points back to back week. So your defense is looking pretty solid. And this is all without Jalen Ramsey. So just wait till Ramsey gets back if he does. And we'll see what happens, you know, in December. But I think right now that they're arguably the best team in the NFL. It's definitely the AFC. They're definitely the best AFC team. Yeah, I mean, like you yeah. said, I don't think the, the offense definitely isn't unstoppable. Or the def- the offense isn't unstoppable. But they're going to put up big numbers. You just have to stop the bleed, like you said, Mark. Like, limit limit the plays. Limit the big plays. Like, that one play where Tyreek was open and there was nobody around him for, like, 20 yards. That's, like... How that's the best so player. Open? Yeah, how's he going? Yeah, Jalen Waddle's not, not even in the somebody game. Wasn't, somebody wasn't in their fucking position. There's well, just guys well, you don't leave that open. J.J., Adams, you know, Tyree Kill. The best receivers. In, I mean, really, honestly, every receiver should be that open. But when you have the best receivers in football right there, you, you should have fucking two guys on them at all times, essentially. I'll that's tell you how that happens. That happens when you got somebody playing zone on a man defense. <laughs> yeah, that. Saw that a couple times this week, but, but <laughs> no, and, and, and Chris too. I mean, I mean, and you guys mentioned it or earlier, you guys mentioned uh, the couldn't stop the run. If the running attack for this team is going to be this electric with Mostert and Achney, a chain where I know I've heard a couple different ways to say it, but you know, from Texas A&M, this is, this is going to be, it's going to be hard to stop them because the backup had 200 plus rushing yards. That's unheard of. Yeah. The backup. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Miami's going. They're going to put up points against any any defense in the NFL right now. It's just, yeah, you know, like Chris was saying, stop stop the big plays. Like stop the the, the fucking def- plays that deflate your defenses. Having Tyreek Hill fucking open like by twenty yards is going to kill a defense. It's going to kill the morale. And you just that that happens two three times. And guess what? <laughs> they put a seventy burger on somebody. So that's what I'm that, saying. That's I, I don't think I don't like. A-Chain, I think th- this was a matter like the backup came in, and I think that this was just Denver defense didn't give a shit. I think that they just – they weren't playing with heart, and they, you know, weren't wrapping up right, weren't hitting the open field tackles. And, you know, I just – I don't think that they were playing what normal Denver defense would be. So I, I don't think this happens every year. This is a close game. I don't think A-Chain's putting up those 200 yards. And What's your question, tough... Doc? What's your question? What? I missed that. Yeah, I missed what happened there. About like the fucking the Sean Payton interview. Oh yeah, yeah, dude. That oh. that reporter was an asshole. That reporter was an <laughs> asshole. I, I I sometimes will side with I'm reporters, so but no. For a second. That reporter was a dick, dude. Like he already answered, he was humiliated and embarrassed, and then you're gonna sit there and be like, he said, "What's the question?" He's like, "Oh well, I'm just saying they, they broke records on you." He's like, "So how how do you feel?" Well, no shit, I just fucking answered it. Like, I feel great, dick. Feel great, you know. Real real glad to be a part of the the downside of that seventy burger. Uh, 
you know, real glad I could be on the receiving end of, of Miami breaking records and putting up 70 points. Uh, you know, they got more offense uh, than Justin Fields has in the last, uh, you know, 25 games that he's played uh, through the air. So, you know, real glad that we could we could witness that. Hey, the the um, the Bears do still hold the most point differential in losing, even though they dropped 50 on them. It, but but they have not. I'm liking Michael Penix Jr. more and more every week. Mark's got me but on it, man. Mark's got me on the train. <laughs> We'll talk about him in college. I'm telling you, I know he's Heisman leading. Yeah, player, dude. Him but... and Marvin Harrison Jr. Dude, you put Harrison. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, that's but, down um, the road. No, also, real quick, though, Chris, you mentioned that the Broncos do actually have the most points scored against them. But yes, point differential goes to the Bears. So, uh, but tough test for Miami. They're going to be at Buffalo this week. I think that's the game of the week, honestly. You know, which we'll it's going to be a shootout. We'll... Yeah, we'll talk Buffalo. Actually, let's talk Buffalo. Let's jump them up to the top. Are we sleeping on the Buffalo Bills um, since we brought them in? The Buffalo Bills quietly, now 2-1. and one. I mean, I get they had that tough loss against Zach Wilson. I, I think if you play him again, they probably annihilate Zach Wilson. They probably just call a little off guard there. They're off, well, their offense was flat-footed. It wasn't really Zach Wilson. Their offense was flat-footed. Josh Allen is cooking right now. And to be honest, this running attack is cooking. James Cook has been balling the last two weeks. And like we mentioned with the Dolphins, if James Cook is balling, this is a well-balanced offense for Buffalo – Look out for this offense and the defense is still kicking ass. They had four interceptions on Sam Howell. Good at Sam Howell, yeah. not great, but four interceptions a lot. Yeah, no, Sam Howell was terrible. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> no, James Cook had a James Cook had a great game. Fifteen for ninety eight, average over six a carry. Uh, I mean, it was just open field for him. Shout out to Josh Allen, by the way, running the ball three for forty six. Uh, love to see that effort from a big body dude like Josh Allen. Um, but passing wise, I mean, I'm not I'm not overly impressed with Allen. Twenty of thirty two, two hundred and eighteen yards, a score and a pick. I mean I don't think they were sleeping on Buffalo. I think they still got some to prove. Um I mean they are a good team. I think that they're that they're definitely playoff bound, but uh I don't I don't think we're sleeping on them in, in, in the sense that like, oh, this team's going to the Super Bowl, you know, gonna make a deep playoff push. I think that there's still a lot of question marks, especially in the AFC. Anytime you gotta go every time any anytime Josh Allen has to go against Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then you also, well, potentially well, don't mean, have Joe Burrow to stand in that, the way. But That comeback was not on Josh Allen. Let's just throw that out there. The, in 2021, that's not on Josh Allen, the way they lost to the Chiefs there. He actually outballed, he outperformed Patrick Mahomes that game. So just that his defense let him down. I was just saying in general, I know, when you got, when you got the like, Chiefs in your way, I wasn't, I wasn't taking no jabs at Buffalo. Well, we're still have to see what the Chiefs are going to become because this offense, yes, they did look explosive against you guys, but let's see if they can Dude, do come it on. against. That, that, that ain't hard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Again, let's I'm see disappointed. They... The only I'm, I'm honestly disappointed they only put up 41. All right. When but when I, I saw mean, that yeah. Dolphins game and the Chiefs were coming up after, that should have been that should have been the standard. That should have been the bar. <laughs> right here, you're like, shit. Dolphins scored 70. We're way up here, and then the Chiefs come out, and you're like, all right, 70, 70 is like what we need a half. Like we they should be able more, to do that against his defense. They showed more mercy, but I, I I do think people are sleeping on the Bills. I, I think we overreacted to Week One, and they're just getting better every week. They, I mean, they the, and the Commanders' defense is legit, and they worked them. They worked them like dogs. So I think that's pretty impressive to do. That they have one of the best front lines in football. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a pretty, pretty another... exciting matchup with uh, Miami next week against them. See see which team is really like the real deal. Like see if Miami can still against like the Bills' defense put up like big numbers like that, like they have each week. Then if the fucking Bills defense can try to lock them down a little bit, 
And Josh Allen, he, I think his biggest thing is his decision-making. He, he's up there still throwing up some punts. So if he can like tie tie that in, like not not make those bad decisions. Like he he plays well. Other than that, he just throws a a punt here and there. I don't think I don't think it has to do with like decision making. I think it has to do with like off the field issues. I mean, you have Stefan Diggs making fucking big fights on the sideline if he doesn't get the ball. So you have Josh Allen trying to force him the ball, which is leading into interceptions. That's good. I mean, if they can. It, yeah. If they can work out that off-field issue of Stefan not being a drama queen and accepting the fact, like, hey, if you don't get targets, like, at least be happy that your team is winning. Accepting the fact that, hey, you're not that good. Get open. You want targets? Get open. Well, there's a lot of times where he is open, and I get it. Like, I I understand the frustration, but you can't have the ball every single play. I mean, but there are times, like like I said, AJ Brown's in a big game. I I think they were arguing because of the, the whole, like, hey, I'm open. You're not hitting your reads. I don't think it was messed up about targets. Just he was mad that he wasn't getting the he was wide open. But I expect Stefan to keep balling. And boys, this is going to be a big test for the Dolphins' offensive line too. The Bills just had nine sacks, so I see. I understand that they're playing pretty good, but they have not played a defense. I mean, they New England's pretty good, but they're not. I don't think they're Buffalo good still. And I don't know. I think we're sleeping on Buffalo. I still like them. I think their window their window is still slightly open. And like like I said, the AFC's tough, but. The AFC East is now going to be Miami Buffalo. Jets are out the picture just because no Aaron Rodgers. So it's a two race, it's a two horse race right now. The AFC East, and it starts yeah. this week. Honestly, yeah, it'll be. It'll, I think it's going to be a fucking shootout. Honestly, I mean, you have two high power offenses, especially Miami coming off that seventy pointer. I mean, you know that they're feeling good. Yeah, yeah but they're going to come out cocky and come out flat. <laughs> no, I don't think so. We're going to see. Yeah, we definitely are going to see. Boys, let's move on, though. Big upsets. that We had three huge upsets in my eyes. I I mean, I think we were all in agreement on it. We had the Dallas Cowboys. Luke kind of called it. He said that he saw it as a sleeper game against the Arizona Cardinals, that they lost um, to Arizona in Arizona, 28-16, double digits. Luke's Baltimore Ravens fell short in overtime to the Garden Minshew Indianapolis Colts and – the overrated Jacksonville Jaguars <laughs> lost at home 34 to 17, knocked Doc out of Survivor against the Texans and C- to 17. Put <laughs> Sorry, some fucking respect 17. on it. Sorry. But boys, big upsets. So are, with these upsets, are we kind of pumping the brakes on these three teams? Or are we just kind of this is a quick little step, you know, setback? Don't be bounced back. Like, what are we thinking with these three high power teams that we've seen the last few weeks? I think, yeah, let me I go think ahead. the biggest Go ahead. Let, go let ahead, me go ahead and lead this one off because I got a lot to say about this one since Mark had to bring up the survivor. All right. Uh, I'll start with the easy one, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm not going to pump the brakes on them. I think that this was a rough game for them, um, but I think that they're going to come back gel just fine. I mean, they finally have a true number one wide receiver in Zay Jones, uh, whether he may or may not be listed as that right now uh, with a healthy Mark Andrews, um, with the dual threat running attack that you've got between anybody that you put in the backfield and Lamar Jackson, the defense is solid. Um, I, I like the Ravens. I think the Ravens are still going to play well. Um, let's move on to the Cowboys because that's another kind of easy one. Cowboy, the Cowboys are, are literally did exactly what you expect from the Cowboys. If the defense does not win you a game, Dak Prescott ain't going to do it. Dak Prescott, we, we've seen this time and time again, year after year. Dak Prescott is not the quarterback that is going to carry you to a playoff championship, whatever you need, either a Zeke, Tony Pollard now, um, defense, whatever the case is. Zach, Dak did Dak things. 
Dak did exactly what I expected Dak to do. And this is coming from a guy with having him as his quarterback in fantasy. Um, arguably one of my most disappointing picks ever in my life. Uh, I told you guys even when we were doing the draft that I was going to be disappointed <laughs> with Dak, but I don't really have a choice at that point. But um, 25 of 40. I mean, force the ball up 40 times, 25 completions, 249 yards, just – and that offensive line is way too good for your quarterback to be that bad. Um, and then I'll roll over. I'll keep that short and sweet. I'll roll over um, with my next uh, segue here, which is pretty simple. Three words. Fuck the Jags. The Jags are fucking dog shit. That whole team top to bottom. Trevor Lawrence, I'm starting to think, is one of the most overrated quarterbacks. I'm so glad – like the, the biggest fucking scam move in NFL history was Trevor Lawrence getting paid that money by Jacksonville on that extension. Um, just an Trevor absolutely terrible got, game. He hasn't Lawrence got paid yet. Joe Burrow got oh, he, paid. I thought he got extension. Lawrence still no, the no, one yeah. that has not got yeah. the extension. Her, Herbert. Oh, well, thank God the fucking colors are showing. Because now Jacksonville is going to save some money coming up. Um, well, well Doc, Ridley I did, has. I did mention. <clears throat> I did mention the preview, like, you know, the division breakdowns of, like, when I said the Jaguars, I said the last time they had a pretty good year, and then they, they shit the bed since when they, when they had Blake Bortles and that great defense. So this is what we're the looking boat. at now. I, yeah, it the looks boat, like the Jaguars were overhyped. The, Chris has mentioned it to, to us in the chats. They don't know how to use Calvin Ridley. I mean, he looked nope. phenomenal in, in preseason. and even looked good week one. And then all of a sudden he's just, you know, slowly regressing. I don't know what's going on with the Jaguars. They started off slow last year too, so – are they overhyped? I mean, well, I guess we'll find out in a few weeks, but I think at the moment, I think they'll get an easy win next week because they're in London. So they'll probably win the next two games because they're in London. They're the London Jaguars. They usually succeed over there, but I'm actually a little disappointed in the Ravens. I'm sorry, Luke. Lamar Jackson has not looked good. I mean, he hasn't, not in the passing attack. He looked, he looked good. He looked good in the Cincy game. Yeah. He looked, he looked decent in the Cincy game. He wasn't phenomenal. He did enough to win games. I still didn't like what I saw. I didn't like what I saw in the, the Texans game. I don't, and I definitely didn't like what I saw yesterday against the Indianapolis Colts. I get it. There was some miss, miss holding calls in the secondary that would have probably extended the drive, and Tucker would have been in range. We'll see what he would have done. But he uh, still hasn't looked good. Miss face mask. Dude, no, I get it. Seven to 44 and came down with that win. Minshew ran Minshew out of the out, end zone. Minshew outperformed the him man, still. Yeah, the I mean, man safetyed himself. And still, and still <laughs> in the game, I mean – yeah, I don't know. I'm just, dis- I'm just disappointed in the, the Ravens. And, and you know, I thought they needed that win because I'm sorry. Like, you're playing a tough Cleveland Browns team in Cleveland this week. And we saw we see what their defense is. So, Lamar Jackson needs to figure it out with Todd Munkin and this this off, this offensive scheme. Yeah. I'm not saying you guys are done. I'm just saying you need to figure it out fast because it has not looked impressive to me. Not no, yet. I think, I think we came into this game sleeping a little bit. Uh, I think Harbaugh is being very, very conservative with our injuries not trying to rush players back. And with AR sitting out, I think Harbaugh's like, fine. Like, I think we just died inside. Like, we were down two offensive linemen, our top two running backs, our top or two receivers, and three uh, players in our secondary. So, I mean, it's – that's just going to happen. Like, yeah, Lamar's playing and uh, Flowers is playing and Andrews. But other than that, we're, we're on two practice squad running backs <laughs> playing the game. Like, yeah, Gus played – No matter. Like, RB1's the still first, there, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, he played. Uh, Lamar Jackson's ball security issues, a little bit of an issue now. I mean, it's been a few weeks in a row. He's put the ball down on the ground, a couple fumbles going the wrong way, setting us up in bad positions. But at the end of the game, we had 
we had plenty of opportunities to finish the game and uh, something would happen. Penalty, uh, unfortunate miss by Tucker, just came up like a yard short on a 62 yarder, which like I get it. Like, everybody's like, Tucker's going to make everything, but not many kickers are hitting, even attempting from 60 plus. So yeah, they're going to come. And it, and it could have been the cold, the cold weather. 60 plus. And it could have been you the cold all, weather too. Like, all four of them, what? 50 plus? Yeah. 55 plus. usually cold 50, out here on the no, East Coast. he hit from 53. He was 53. What like, was his times. other ones? What was his other ones? That, I think there no, wasn't just 50. I think he may have had a 54, but he didn't oh. line up 60 plus. No, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not saying you guys aren't going to figure it out. I'm just saying through three games, I have not liked what I've seen. And the upset showing maybe the Colts are a little better. They're, they're two and one. I mean, they're leading the AFC South at two and one. So they, maybe they're the best team in the AFC South. Oh, at the moment, they're, yeah, they're, they're two and one. So, yeah, they're the only team at two and one. So it's still an upset, but maybe the Colts are better than we give them credit for. But I'm still not high on that offense, Chris, at all. So I, mean, I don't know where I'm, you're going to be leading. I'm going to so. tell you, out of those three, I'm going to tell you the, the Ravens are the one I'm least worried about out of those three upsets. The one I'm, oh, least I'm not worried saying about. that I'm worried. I'm just saying at the moment, their offense has not looked like the offense that we were expecting to see. No, I'm going to pump the brakes on the Ravens. I think I'm going to give them the pass. I mean, they they have some injuries, key injuries too. I mean, O-line, everything like that. I mean, the biggest worry right now is Dallas. I mean, Dallas literally got fucking exposed. Their defense, which is supposed to be the number one in the league, got exposed by Joshua Dobbs. And their I offense mean, got and- exposed too. Yeah. I wasn't no, even that, high that, on their well, that's, offense no, that's to what begin I'm with. Dak did, Dak did what you expect Dak to do. Their offense did not get exposed. Their offense just just reiterated the fact that if the defense doesn't come out to play and your running back doesn't carry you for 150 yards and three scores, you're, you can't rely on Dak alone. Yeah, no, the first two games, Dak didn't do much. I mean, it was, shit. The defense, it was the defense scoring touchdowns and it was Tony Pollard running down their throats. I mean... Dak isn't Dak's not the guy. And you saw that with the game ending interception. He I don't know what the fuck he saw in the end zone, but all I saw was three red uniforms. And even me as a guy that's never played a snap at quarterback, I would know not to throw there. He might you might mean, gotta talk to Jameis about the NFL's vision plan. Maybe he gotta get that Jameis <laughs> eye surgery. He he might. Yeah. I don't know. I'm Dallas got fucking exposed defensively and offensively. Their defense looked atrocious. And it wasn't even like Arizona was driving down the field with like little little throws here and there. It was big plays over and yeah. over again. And then my other one is, I mean, like we said, Jacksonville. I don't know, I don't know what the fuck's going on in Duval County, but something offensively is not clicking, and they got to fix it. I mean, they're trying to feed Ridley the ball. I'm pretty sure Ridley got what eight targets this game, eight or seven. So I mean, they're feeding him. It's just it's not clicking. Trevor couldn't put the ball on target. I mean, I, watching watching a lot of those throws, they were just – he could not hit hit the zone, you know, and, and drop it right in the pocket. I mean, what, what and did they brought the game, really have? And they brought he the game seven, pretty close. They brought the game back to a, a reason. I think it was a field goal game. And then after that, uh, fucking Houston just kept going. Like, they didn't look back after that. You know, they brought it back. And, no, shout out to Houston, too. I'm not going to lie. C.D. Stroud is fucking balling this year. He's got almost a thousand. He's got 900 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. I think I saw yep. a stat where it said the most yards, whatever, uh, before throwing interception as a rookie. Like he's having a great year. And Will Anderson, two two QB hits. He's looked pretty good this year. So and, and, I, tank, I, and yeah, tank, and tank, 
And Nico Collins, might be too. Sleep, might be sleeping on the Texans a little bit because every game they play is pretty pretty solid game. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah they're one and two, but still, they're they're com- com- competitive in every game. They're, they're three receivers. Nico Collins, 260 yards. Tank Dell, 251. And Robert Woods, 165. So, like, yeah. this is, I mean, this is th- a team that everybody expected to, like, maybe have one or two wins for the season. And Tank, and Tank Dell's a rookie, too, I believe. So, like, yeah, they is. have some young pieces. So, it, it looked like Houston's starting to hit on the draft. Maybe they can lure some over some free agent wide receivers. And, and the defenses look pretty decent, in my opinion, through the three weeks. I mean, we'll see what Houston's going to do. I mean, AR ate them up, but through two, I don't even know if they need the three wide receivers. CJ Stroud well, I mean, making them look like stars out there. Robert Woods is getting old, though. So, I mean, he's older, so like you're going to want to eventually get like maybe a better, like a younger veteran that's been in for like maybe five, six years. Try and get one in there. Also, maybe replace Danny. I mean, not replace him, but get a complimentary back because Danny Pierce is not the guy this year. He I, look good. I, I just, they could have traded for somebody like DJ Moore, huh? I mean, I think the big thing is like these boys love D'Amico Ryan's down there, and they want to play for him, and they want to play hard for him. I mean, it just shows like. A head coach has a lot to do with how a team plays. Yeah, I agree. D'Amico Ryan's has definitely brought a different type of culture. Bill O'Brien was not the guy that I mean, we saw what he did as a general manager. We saw what he did as a head coach. I I don't I wasn't a fan of him. I understand that they had the one year gap with uh oh fuck the uh, the old Bears coach Doc Lovey. Lovey yeah, I was just gonna say, bring Lovey back, dude. I mean, he no, was a, the player. He's the a players great loved defensive him. mind. He's a great no, defensive no, the, mind. Bring the back players loved him. He was a bridge coach. We all knew that. But man, I, I'm I'm proud of the Houston Texans. Like I think what they're doing is right. And maybe maybe they're the second best team in the AFC South. Maybe maybe Jacksonville really is all over hype or all hype, and we're wrong on them coming in the season. That's that's Luke's Super Bowl pick. No, no, I might have to take him out of the Super Bowl now. Well, I'm going to roll that since we're on the topic of Jacksonville. I'm going to roll that into my overreaction of the week, and that is going to be Jacksonville is not making the playoffs. Um, Like you said, Chris, something is going on in Duval County, and they need to fix it. They need to fix it quick. They need to find out what the hell's going on. ETN has been playing. He's been balling. They got to figure out what the hell's going on because this is unacceptable. I mean, mean, I'm not saying you – I mean, really you can't lose to a team like Houston when you're you're, – uh, a veteran established team, you know, uh, like Jacksonville, the weapons that they have, but you cannot lose to Houston by 20. That that's unacceptable. Um, that's a black eye on that organization. I mean, they, they, they got to play better. They got to play. And better. this is a team that was supposed to be a late playoff push too. Yeah. Like not, not over here struggling against the Texans. Well, like we yeah, said, no, Luke especially had I had them going team. late too, I think. Yeah. We all have them winning the South. I mean, let's just we that's what we had them. Had. So I mean had. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it's still three weeks in, they're only one game behind. So we saw them start start slow last year. They picked it up. You know, they did finish, you know, just one or nine and eight and then make their way in the playoffs, did beat the Chargers. So let's see what they can do uh going forward. Like I said, they're in London the next two games. We know how they play in London out there across the pond. They are usually a good team. So they, we'll see what they do. That second game is the Bills though that so. is is the bills but they'll already be in london for like they're already going to yeah. be adjusted to the time they're going to yeah. have an advantage at least on that you no know, the jet lag won't be there for them for the second game so they had nice have... nice warm-up game too in london yes they're gonna they're gonna probably beat my falcons <laughs> i'm not gonna lie hey but the way they're playing we, we, in the you never know maybe we run the ball down their throat and just keep them off the field our defenses look pretty solid so we'll see what we can do against them but and uh luke shout out to your boy obj i don't know if y'all saw the montage on his tiktok uh Cody showed me. Uh, this man put a beautiful yeah. montage together of him coming out doing the Ray Lewis, 
and then uh, a highlight of catches, or at least what I thought were catches. It turned out that it was one catch that he just took three different angles and put it into the video. Um, I guess that was just I, I the only thing. I think he said it on three catches for the season, three or four. He might no, have been, no, might have been the only catch the that video. game, though. Yeah, he only um, it was it was literally one catch from that he, game yeah. that he oh, came that out on the Ray one. Lewis and just took three different angles, and I was like, "This man that, that hyped that, about this one catch." That that's his comeback game. That's his first game back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I give it to him. I give yeah. it to him. I just thought it was funny. Yeah. I was like, "Man, this guy couldn't even find three different catches to put in there." But yeah, he's he's taking the last two games off. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Uh, we already said we mean Chris question and Doc to question <laughs> signing OBJ, uh, but always right. okay, if he he'll be back, so hopefully he can just stay healthy. I'm like not not a huge deal at the beginning of the season. I mean, we got a bunch of players out, so it's, I, he's not the you only. You needed to be a have. top dog. You just needed yeah, to be there to, and just be a, be a target. Just, just actually just be on the field. Just, just do what he's you a can. Distraction yeah, if he's on the field. It. Yeah. Like, Open some, up. I, I, I don't even. I don't even need attention. I don't think he's a distraction anymore like he used to be. I, I don't think he's no. going to draw that double uh, he, d- double coverage no. anymore. He's very good drawing penalties. So, well, that's not a distraction. That's just him drawing a flag. I don't. I mean, he's not drawing two guys over there, safety hovering over and following like no, like Devontae Adams over Sunday night. Uh, he's he's not that level that he was before. But I mean, he's been that level in a while. He's, so he's a well, yeah. I mean, well, he looked good. He was when he was at the Rams. He yeah, balling. he looked good in the play- in the playoffs. He was balling. I'll give him that in the playoffs. Yeah. He, he was having a good time. But we'll we'll see what he gets back. We'll see. But yeah. speaking of getting back, we have four zero and three teams, boys. Are do we believe in any of these zero and three teams making a push to the playoffs? Uh, if so, uh, or if not, do we maybe see some trades? I know the Vikings are an zero three teams. Should they think about moving Kirk Cousins? You know, get something out of him before he walks this year. Doc, I know you're mentioning. I'm kind of on your side too. I think Minnesota, at all the 0 and four teams, I think the 0 and three teams are the only one that can maybe make a push. They've been in close games all three weeks, so it's not like they're not in games. They're just rolling the fortune of last year. They're not winning these close games like they did last year. They're losing them now. So I do think Minnesota can. They're just shooting themselves in the, the foot with turnovers and bad play calling. We'll see what they can do. I, I, yeah. I'm I'm still a believer, maybe because the division isn't as confident or con- or competitive and well, shit, just say everything. Isn't yeah, I think yeah just, yeah, just get everything yeah. out so then we don't nobody else has to talk about it jesus Mark. <laughs> well, yeah well, I, I, <laughs> we just, no, no, I'm, I'm right there with you like i said what they, 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 they've had a tough tough start of the season so the eagles and chargers like two weeks like two of the top teams and well talent wise in the fucking nfl and they played them both close so that hopefully they'll go to the panthers and you know, finally get their first win unless Bryce Young comes back and oh. decides to play football. Luke, the Chargers gave them the game, too. I mean, they went for a fourth down on their own 20-yard line. Man, yeah. That's, that's both teams. Both teams are trying to lose. That's <laughs> the Chargers and Vikings. That's what they try to, they, they, they put up big numbers, but they try to lose in, in the game. So it just happens every every year. No, I don't think, I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to go anywhere. And then, I mean, Vikings literally have the best shot. I mean, Denver – I don't know what the fuck Sean's doing over there. The Bears, they ain't doing shit. Sean, and then Sean, Sean's regretting his decision to come back. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He's pissed. And Car- Carolina, they're they're working through a lot of stuff right now. the The wide receivers aren't helping the quarterback out at all. And Thielen, I out, mean, right? a- no, he he played. A- Bryce Young was hurt. Andy Dalton had no, more. Thielen, Thielen got hurt in the game though. Didn't he go to a local hospital came- or something after the game? 
Oh, he came back. I mean, I, I thought he finished the game. No, oh, I don't he? think. I don't. But I saw stat. Andy Dalton had more uh, pass completions of ten plus air yards than Bryce Young had his first two weeks. So, I mean, uh, that's Andy that's gonna that's Andy gonna Dalton's happen. Gonna, you expect that with a rookie quarterback, though. You're not gonna have a rookie quarterback. Yeah. Not every rookie quarterback gonna come out slinging fucking down the field. See the strategy are looking good. I mean, they 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 weren't taking. They like, are looking real good from the bench. CJ Stroud is playing very meticulous game. Like he's taking taking the little dump off passes, working his way down the field. So he, he's not. I don't think he's taking too too much risky throws yet. He don't have the weapons. He don't have the weapons. Oh. You know. I mean, I saw CJ Stroud throwing some bombs yesterday against Jacksonville Jaguars. It wasn't. I a think he can dunk. He's he's probably feeling good. CJ Stroud receivers look good in Houston though. Yeah, CJ Stroud set up a lot better than Bryce Young. With the receivers. Well, I, mean, I mean, but to be honest, the only difference, they both have a veteran receiver, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, and they both have young receivers. It's not like the Texans just got these stud receivers out of nowhere. They drafted Tank Dell in the third round, and Nico Collins has only been in a couple, for a couple of years, just like uh, DJ Chark and Terrence Marshall. I mean, they're really in the same situation. And now they finally opinion. got a quarterback in Houston that might be able to put the ball on target. I mean, just because you got well, a veteran and young I guys think, don't mean that it's good across the board. I mean, I think that the receivers are still better on – I mean, at least from what we've seen, the, the receivers are still better on the Houston side than Carolina. I also think it was that C.D. Stroud should have been the first draft pick, like I said, during the draft season. I, I really was high on him more than I was Bryce. I, I thought C.D. Stroud was better than Bryce Young. Bryce Young well, was you just know more, what? A lot of people a... said the Bears should have drafted Patrick Mahomes, and guess where he would fucking be if they did, all right? He'd be <laughs> well, Mitch Trubisky in it behind fucking Kenny Pickett in, well, in Saints, Pittsburgh Saints right now. Too. Saint, you guys should have drafted Deshaun Watson at the time. I mean, I get it, what happened post-Texans era, but he was the better QB coming out of college. He was a national champion winner out of Clemson. That was that's Chicago being Chicago, though. But I don't know. I, I, I think that – None of these teams are really going to turn around, honestly. I, don't, I think Minnesota's shooting themselves in the foot, and this is what we're, we're going to see. This is going to be Kirk yeah. Cousins last year. No, oh, Minnesota. Team, yes. Minnesota no, is uh, definitely the team to pull away football. here. This this is a division that's wide open. I mean, the, like like Chris said, the Bears ain't doing shit. The Lions are too shaky and inconsistent. Uh, there's still a lot of question marks, um, you know, on the pass defense. They, they, the defense is getting better. They're looking a lot better. Um, but there's still some question marks in that game against Seattle. Um I don't think, you know, for what, what the Lions were playing this week against Atlanta, I don't think that the they were Panthers. looking overly impressive. Or the Lions. The what? Why are we talking about the Lions? I'm talking about the Lions. Why? We're talking about I'm talking teams. about why Minnesota can run away with this division still even after starting 0 3. Um, <laughs> that's a hot take right there. You think the Lions are going to let give up the lead right now? We're three games in. Yeah, but you, I mean they're only they're only up two games, tech really. That's what but I'm you saying, think the so. you think the Lions are going to shit the bed that hard to let the Vikings come back? I wouldn't call shit the bed that hard. We're not talking six and zero versus zero and six. I mean, I I agree with like what Doc's saying. I mean, it's not like a big jump right now through three weeks. They're only two games back. Obviously, the further the year goes on, if they're like you know four or five games back through six games, then yeah, like or through five games, then yeah, that might be a little bit more challenging. But, Kirk I mean, Cousins Minnesota... is going to do what Kirk Cousins does. He's going to throw 300 yards. He's going to get a couple touchdowns. He's going to get a lot of interceptions thrown. Um, but the biggest thing on on the Vikings is they've got to incorporate that run. Madison had a much better game this week than we've seen so far this year. Uh, Cam Akers still learning 
the playbook, you know, so look to see him getting in there next week. And, and that one, two punch, I mean, you improve that run and then, you know, you just got to get the defense locked down and, and stop the team, you know, the, the other team from getting at you through the air. And, and this is definitely, I mean, uh, Herbert had, had over 400 yards passing against him 40 of 47. I mean, if, if you can, if you can get the defense to come together and shut that down, I mean, Kirk cousins has done a phenomenal job. Uh, especially with Justin Jefferson, and now you got KJ Osborne balled out. You got um, Jordan Addison has been has been having a year. Uh, it was kind of quiet this week, but he's been having a good year. So I mean, they've got all the pieces to be successful. So that, they they can have they, the, the NFC North is, is is fucking weak right now. They can absolutely come back and, and take this division back. Yeah, I mean that's the, I, I get that part. I mean, like I don't know, maybe they come back to the division, maybe come back get in a playoff spot. I mean, that's where I was leaning towards. I mean, I wouldn't be, sh- I wouldn't be like 100% shocked, like, oh, Detroit folded and here came Minnesota. But Minnesota does have a pretty tough schedule. They still got to play the Niners. They still got to play the Lions twice. Still got to play the Chiefs, the Bengals, <clears throat> if they get better. So, I mean, they're still solid teams still on their schedule. I mean, Detroit's around the same type of schedule. So, I mean, I, I, I think right we're on now. agreement, though. The agreement, though, the other three teams pretty much out, out the door with making a comeback for the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll tell you yeah, what, the way they're playing right now, Minnesota Cincy on a Thursday night game would be right on par with the way that they're playing right now. A nice nine to or, six or barn. They should flex out. They should flex out the Lions uh, Packers game this week and put the Broncos and Bears on there because they play each other. Oh man, that'd be good. That might be it. That might be a three nothing game. That might be like a <laughs> Iowa Iowa defense, like Iowa Illinois, back when it was like consistently nine to six every year. I might solely put I, that game only on my TV. Like not even quad box it. Just oh yeah. Watch. If you're not fo- if you're not hyper focused on. on the Bears playing <laughs> at this like point, it's gonna be a tough game to bet on. Yeah. Like, I don't know hey, who I'm gonna pick in that game. It might be a zero zero tie. I I'm, gonna, I'm I gonna think, go get shocked. No, I think fucking Fields got him. He's got to figure it out eventually. <laughs> well, he's hey, got, he's no, hey, dude. He's he off. Hey, he's at this hey, game, dude. He's got him. He's off. Out. He's off my dynasty team, so I, dude, I'm good. Fields is averaging 150 now. yards passing per game in his career, like 156 or something. We'd love to see he's, it. Well, he's actually, no. Let's talk. Let's talk about Fields real quick before we go to the best moment. Are Are we in agreement with what Justin Fields said about the coaching coming into the week? How he feels robotic. He doesn't feel like himself, and then he kind of rewinded it back and, you know, downplayed it. But I agree with what Mike Greenberg said. I'm not saying Justin Fields' boys are supposed to be Peyton Manning or Tom Brady or any of the, like Patrick Mahomes, but the Bears do not develop their talent. They didn't give Mitch Trubisky a chance. They're not giving Justin Fields a chance. They're handcuffing him. Yeah, they got DJ Moore here. Typically, they didn't have receivers for him, no offensive line. The coaches don't give a shit. So you just you kind of like cut them off from the knees and like don't give them any type of shot to succeed at all. I think uh, I I listened to a quick video um, earlier this or yesterday. Yeah, it had to be yesterday. Uh, Mike Greenberg he he put it perfectly. You know when we bring up previous quarterbacks, you look at Mitch Trubisky, right? They drafted Mitch Trubisky. John Fox didn't want him. They fired John Fox, and Matt Nagy came in at absolutely no ties to Mitch Trubisky. They got rid of Trubisky. They brought in Justin Fields. Matt Nagy was high on him, wanted him. Then they fired Matt Nagy. Then they brought in Eberflus, who had no ties to Justin Fields, got rid of him. Um, and now they've got Justin Fields in here. Um, or No, they brought Justin Fields into Matt Nagy. 
That's what they yeah, did. They, they that was Matt Nagy's last year. Yeah, they brought they got just so so John Fox, they got Mitch Trubisky. Um and then they hired they hired Nagy, got rid of Trubisky, drafted Justin Fields, got rid of Nagy, and now they brought in Eberflus. So his whole point on this thing was that they have not had a coach that's married to a quarterback. They have not had a coach that has been consistently for them, um, that they've kept around. Like, you've just got this revolving door thing going on between the coach and the quarterback, and now Eberflus has come in here, and he's not tied to this quarterback. You know, he's not fully invested in him because he, he, he wasn't in the room, in the war room, going for this pick. And now Fields is going to be gone, and we're basically waiting until they draft somebody under Eberflus, and hopefully Eberflus can stay long enough to actually develop and make this guy worth something. But um, they definitely are handcuffing him. They definitely are handcuffing him. And you saw with Mr. Bisky, you know, his breakout game against uh, Tampa Bay in, in year two, I think it was. He threw for like 400 passing yards, um, five touchdowns. I mean, absolutely went off and, and basically showed Chicago, this is what I can do. And then they were like, yep, stop passing the ball up the field. And then Justin Fields, we saw in week one, openly came out. They, they don't want a vertical passing game. This was supposed to be a short check down, you know, side to side in the flat kind of thing. And, and I mean, what, what, what do you expect to happen? You can't put this on a quarterback with a guy that, that isn't getting the opportunity to show what he can do. And the biggest, my biggest issue with Justin Fields, and it was evident tonight in the uh, in the Eagles game with Jalen Hurts, it's evident when you watch Patrick Mahomes play. The biggest problem with Justin Fields, aside from holding on to the ball too long, right, is when he gets him to scramble, he gets that tunnel vision. I can't blame the guy because he just gets pounded back there with a weak offensive line, but our offensive line is not – I'm not saying it's great, but it's not shit this year. You know what I'm saying? But when you see other quarterbacks that are quarterback first, they're running up the field or they're scrambling to do whatever, they're still looking up the field trying to find that open man. Justin Fields, when he gets into that mindset of I need to run, that is it. There is nothing else. Head down. Find the hole. We're running. I, I can't tell you how many clips, how much film I've seen with uh, receivers being open 20, 30, 40, 50 yards on the field, wide open. Wide. As soon as you see Justin scramble, collapse the defense into the pocket, You'll get him because he ain't passing. He ain't passing shit. I think. I think that's an issue as well. But I think. I think Field just has an issue of reading defenses. Like he doesn't go through his progressions at all. Like he looks at his, at his number one. If it's not there, then he's trying to run. Yeah. And I think. And I think the coaches are like the coaches are trying to make him a pocket passer, which he's not. And they last game with Kansas City, literally one design run for him. Justin Fields is a running quarterback. They need to have more than one design run for Fields. Well, yeah, but it's like you you put it perfectly. You put it perfectly. He, he breaks down way too quickly. Like you said, if he looks at the, the number one target for that play, and if it ain't open, fuck it, we're running. We're, and you can't do that's that. That's because he's, he's not a pocket passer, and that's what they're trying to make him. But so even if you're scrambling, though, like you can you can be an agile quarterback. You can be a Josh Allen that I think is more pocket passer than scrambling quarterback. He can scramble. Don't get me wrong. The guy can fucking run. Um, but his size and his frame, I mean, he's, he's more of a pocket passer build. But he can still scramble and move around in the pocket and still look upfield. That's his problem is he's not looking for, like like you said, when he, when it, if number one isn't open, he puts his head down and he runs. He's got he's to gotta find a way to look downfield and find find an open target. And that's just because he's not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to shit on the Bears, but I don't think Justin Fields is a great quarterback at all. No, and, no, and, and that, that was the point. I'm, of the I'm with it at this point. That was the point of the video, though. Chris is like Mike Greenberg was not trying to say like 
they were destined between Trubisky and Fields to be phenomenal Hall of Fame Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. But you don't even give them a chance to live up to any potential that they had when you yeah. drafted them in the first round at all. Like you don't give them a shot. So it's like they're never going to live up to any potential they had. That that's the point is they're not great quarterbacks and they didn't have a chance to develop and progress because no one cared enough to give them that type of uh that chance essentially. And then you bring in a new head coach, and they're just automatically looking for the next guy they're going to bring in. And you bring into it, you bring in a defensive minded coach too. So you don't even bring an offensive minded coach in for this. You know, they're supposed to be the cornerstone of your, your franchise. So, I, I it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, what happens with Lose. the draft if if they keep Lose take or if they keep losing? But you know, Chris, another thing since we're on this train is cornerstones of teams. And Luke, I want you to chime in on this one too. Devontae Adams, a team like the Ravens could use him. Teams like the Chiefs could use him. Will we see Devontae Adams traded before the trade deadline this year after his comments he made about he's just tired of, you know, he's, he doesn't want to be here for to figure it out in week 17, pretty much is what he said. I don't I don't think we're going to see a trade unless, like, this gets really bad of him sitting out. I mean, Josh McDaniels is a fucking horrible coach. Terrible. And we saw it last night on primetime of how bad of a coach he is. I mean, Adams definitely clearly wants out. I think once, like, I mean, Carr was the whole reason why Adams even went to Vegas, and now Carr's gone, and he's sitting there with Jimmy G passing the ball to him. I, it's Trying not a to. good situation. Yeah. Trying saw, to, saw, I mean, he did. Hey, he put up, he put up what, like, two hundred yards. So I mean, G, yeah, Jimmy G's giving him, the, yeah, Jimmy G's giving him the ball. But he wants to, too. He wants to win games. So I, I don't see, I don't think we see a trade that I don't. I don't think we see a trade yeah. before the trade deadline. I, I think the the Raiders are going to want too much for uh, Devontae Adams for any team to really go in on. I know the Ravens aren't big on big trades. Uh, Kansas City might do it. That'd be the only team I think that would probably sell everything to try to try to win now and give Mahomes that true number one. Can they but afford it? I don't think uh, they probably figure it out. But I mean, you said too much, right? I mean, De- Devontae Adams still has literally. After, oh, including this year, he has four seasons left. So, like, you give up a couple, you give up a first rounder or whatever, like, you're going to get Devontae Adams for another three half years. Yeah. For a number yeah. one, why would a top three receiver in the league still? Yeah. For I mean, a team that's think, missing a wide I receiver, think I think it's worth it. I, I really, I think it's yeah, worth I'm, it too, but I think the only way you see it is. It's not a typical Raven move. I think the only way you see it is a team that's like on that playoff bubble and needs that like that's their one piece that they're missing is is a wide receiver um kansas city you make a great point kansas city would be a great one you know and i think that they may very well be a bubble team i mean patrick mahomes is magical but i'm not going to chalk up this win against the bears anything in in any you know oh the chiefs are a great team i mean come on it was the bears but um you're not training them in division they're not going to trade them in division they're not going to do that well, they're not, they're not going to yeah. do the that. The only thing that Mahomes and... needs is a receiver that can catch a ball. He can get the ball to him. He just needs somebody I can catch. I just don't well, think the Chiefs are going to get him, though. It's just because it's division, the rivals. I mean, like, why would you give them to your division opponent? Yeah, I don't think the Chiefs are going to get him, like you said, Mark, with the inside the division. But also, Kansas City's clearly not worried about the wide receiver position. They didn't really try to make moves on free agency, and they drafted – in the second round from Rice. So, I mean, clearly they're not too worried about their wide receiver weapons. 
And I'm also trying to think of like on top of my head, like what teams outside the Chiefs, because like I said, I don't think they're going to happen. Like, would need a receiver. I, I mean, I go Baltimore because they always seem like they're just been in the wide receiver market for a while since the Quan Bolden days, but and Steve Smith towards back in his career. But I mean, you have maybe some of the NFC East teams, maybe Dallas can make a move for him. Maybe he goes back to Green Bay. You know, they, they could use a good veteran uh, quarterback. But they have a pretty good defense there. You give them with Jordan Love, and I don't, I don't know, like teams like that that need a receiver. I, I just don't think he stays. He's like I said, he's going to be wasting his career there. Essentially, is what he's doing. Dallas might actually, Devontae Adams might actually elevate Dak Prescott. No. Uh, no. I didn't, okay, I didn't say to like superstar him. All right. He I might mean, cut his interceptions down a little bit because yeah. like he'll be able to take the ball away from other corners, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Devontae Adams would help any team. The best yes, option is not the Bears. Not the Bears. Going, going back, going back to, to him. Going back to Green Bay, but like it's Green Bay actually. What are they going to give up to try to get him back? You know, not what I they mean, gave to, team. not what they got to to give him away. Well, they probably yeah. only give up one first rounder. I mean, I I still think he's worth a first rounder, especially with what he's doing right now. But I agree, boys. We're we're getting close to the end of the episode. We got a couple good topics. I, you know, we had some good moments for week three, and uh, just kind of want to hear what you guys thought. Like, you know, week three. You know, we saw some things out there, and you know what? I'm gonna go it. I'm gonna go hot take here. I'm going to say the best moment of the week was the Cleveland Browns pulling out a huge win for Nick Chubb. Deshaun Watson looking like not prime Deshaun Watson, but he got some of his game back. It looked like the run game wasn't quite there. The defense is the defense. Miles Garrett, I think three and a half sacks, one of the best defense players in the NFL. I think the best moment of the week was the Cleveland Browns making a statement win, putting their name out there for the AFC North crown. They're tied now with the Steelers tied with the Ravens. So I think that the the Browns are in a good spot still without Nick Chubb. If if Sean Watson get this passing game, uh, continuing going, I, I think that's best moment. Best moment. I mean, I, I know the easy answer is Miami, but as a football fan, just seeing the Cleveland Browns doing good is the best moment of the week for me. I think the Browns have maybe one of the best defenses of the, this year. Like I know we were very high on Dallas. Dallas got exposed. I mean, the Browns defense is playing phenomenal. Lights out. And I think that's helping Deshaun Watson out a ton. Yeah, what what Miles Garrett is doing on the defensive side of the ball, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it, where he's able to run back and forth to both sides, and he he caused a delay of game because the the two tight ends couldn't get set because he kept going back and forth. So, yeah, I mean, that was so funny. Yeah, no, like, he's a freak, dude. So they they have two tight ends matched up against him, and probably the uh, tackle as well. Like triple team. Hey. Yeah, he's he's uh he's been a game wrecker this year, and he's just fucking toying with offensive linemen. Yeah, I just but. think that's my best moment of the week. I just think the Browns getting back on on track, and it's good seeing Cleveland succeed. Hopefully, they keep it going. Yeah, I'll take the uh, obvious one. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins putting up seventy. I mean, this was this was a college football game, is what this was. Uh, this was fucking Georgia going up against. Little school, state university, uh, just playing with their food. I mean, uh, 70 points. I don't even know if I even remember the last time I saw 70 in the NFL. I don't even – do you know when the last 70 point was? Uh, I think it was in like the 60s. We, we weren't alive. I'll tell you that when it happened. The it was 60s, 72 so points is direct. I know it's the obvious one, but I got to give the credit to that because it has been so long and it is so rare to see. Um, so that that's going to be my impressive moment of the week is going to be uh, Dolphins putting up 70. 
Yeah, then the, the other ones I mean, we already hit on it. Yeah, the Cardinals beating the Cowboys, uh, pretty, pretty big win for the Cardinals. I mean, the Cardinals have been relatively competitive in every game. So I mean, they they're I know they don't have any like star players over there, but they're they're still fucking fighting over there. So I love to see yeah, it. Push. And uh, another moment, I know Mark wanted to slide past this, uh, kind of cut it out of the the takes, but the the NFC South, uh, bad. Bad week for the NFC South. I think their hot start is over. You kind of see what the NFC South is going to be like coming up. Uh, the Falcons, I mean, like, if they get down, they can't come back. Like, their passing game is not there. I mean, I don't well, think. I mean yeah, we were down – I mean, we, we were down 12 points in the fourth quarter last week, and we came back. So – Because you ran so – I, I, you, you have to run the but ball. You just, but anybody. you said we couldn't – but you said we couldn't come back. We we have. So, we're one and one in comebacks this year. So, oh. uh, so I mean – we're 500 on that. But, hey, we are all three teams. We have three 2-1 teams. The AFC North has three and 2-1 teams, so we're in the same boat yep. as division. Besides, you just have one 1 team, and we have a winless team. So we're just pretty much neck and neck. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest get away from this week is is the Jets. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett, is he's terrible as an offensive coordinator without Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they're averaging 10 points a game right now. Zach, well, Zach Wilson – I don't know how you keep relying on him and not trying to get a veteran quarterback in that room because right now he's completing 47.6% of his passes, 327 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. He's he's not your best chance to win a game like the head coach is saying over there in New York. He's he's terrible. He's not doing any better after a whole offseason with Aaron Rodgers. I think the Jets should definitely try to – look look elsewhere and i mean even like a little ideas like hey maybe grab joshua dub dobbs i mean Kyler murray's coming back halfway through the season i uh, i don't know zach wilson uh, I, needs I, to get the fuck out they yeah, gotta find something I, I think, he's best i don't think dobbs is gonna be the answer but dobbs is, gonna be, dobbs is gonna be the answer for this year because you're just well, looking I mean, for a guy for this year i was actually shocked I was shocked to hear – well, Matt Ryan, I can understand saying no to that one, but I was shocked to hear Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz both reached out to New York and the Jets were like, yeah, now we're good with Zach Wilson. Like, I are y'all still, trying not – huh? I still take Matt Ryan over Zach Wilson any day. Of the but day. I, Matt, no, Matt Ryan's so saying. funny. You had you had two veteran proven – like, Carson Wentz was proven at one point, right? But you, you have two veteran quarterbacks. Carson Wentz could do a hell of a lot better – with that team than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has shown time and time again that he is not a quarterback that you can rely on. Like, the fact that you would turn – I'd take Jimmy off the street. You know what I'm saying? I'd take no, little they, Billy to come in here and get steamrolled over Zach Wilson. There, there, there's there's one quarterback that can say this, and it's Fitzmagic. They need a little Fitzmagic up in, uh, back in New York. Let him try to go back there. Hey, I mean, he, he'll win you some games. He'll win some games. It's just, it's just when the pressure's on to get that last game in is when he's gonna yeah. choke. He'll get you there. He'll, he'll get you a chance. He'll get you. He'll get you there. He'll get yeah. you a chance. Hey, well, Chris get Mr. Elite out. back out there. Get Mr. Elite back out there. Right. Yeah, he won some games last year. Bring Tom well, back, since, dude. Since, Tom will since show you did a reaction. Do it. Since you did a reaction, though, Chris, I, I have one, maybe two quick ones. I, I think the Baker Mayfield experiment is not over, but I think it's it's overhyped just because you play a good defense. You see what Baker is. He's not that great to me. Uh, I know we're on it for two games, but let's pump the brakes. We're going to see what he does against the Saints. And also, I do think Houston Texans are getting it right. 
I think what they're doing with D'Amico Ryan, C.J. Stroud, who balled out 20, 30, 280, two touchdowns, they are on pace to have a good career down the line. Maybe not this year, but like I said, they're going to compete. They might not win a lot of games. So I'm overreacting on the Texans. I think I see good things from them this uh, upcoming in the next few years. They're going to win more than one or two games this year. Yeah, I think I had them run like three or so. I still, I still got Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield at nine plus wins. Still staying strong. Well, one game's not going to end the end the thing for me. It was just, it was rough seeing what Baker did. I mean, I I get that it was raining a little bit, but the Eagles have a lot of holes in the secondary, a lot of holes yeah. in the secondary, and he's hey, still. I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it was all on him. There, there's some drops. Mike Evans had a couple, couple uh, first downs that he should have had. He had a touchdown. He should have had. Mike Evans also had a phenomenal catch that he probably shouldn't have had. This this offensive line also showed what I said at the beginning of the season, that when they play good against a good pass rush, it's not a good offensive line. That was the problem with Brady last year. He could not have time to set his feet, throw the ball. That's why he looked so lost and scared. Probably why he retired, to be honest. Oh, yeah. They they lost their best offensive lineman in the offseason, too. They did that last year, too. Tampa's defense defense took some big hits today, too. I think like two of their corners went down. I don't know what the injury is, but and, and like you said, Chris, when that secondary gets injuries, it shows because they don't have a lot of depth. They don't have any depth, so no. AJ Brown was having a pretty good game, and uh, they they they're still able to pick off uh, uh, Hurts twice, so they just they, they just couldn't well, do anything on the offense. They... One of them, one of them was a complete miscommunication between him and the receiver receiver went right and the ball went yeah. left and that wasn't so. the, hey, and that wasn't the secondary that did that that was the linebacker yeah yeah that, didn't that's, it, didn't i'm it. not going to give any credit to the secondary on that because honestly if they were on target with each other he was wide open for that quick slant or the one in the was. end zone the one towards the end and zone was a phenomenal i'll give that one that was a phenomenal interception that was a, like I'll, yeah that was incredible and honestly, like, oh, yeah, and they get safety on the very next play. Yeah, I mean, honestly, one of the, yeah. I think the Eagles were happy about that because they got two points off the interception and the ball back. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good, good play for them. I'm gonna, was, I'm gonna reiterate my, uh, my overreaction. I'm really, I'm honestly gonna call it an underreaction at this point because I think it is an underreaction. But I'm gonna precursor with a hashtag: Jameis2023. Bring that man in. Give him the reins. Let him run with it. 10 to 16 over 100 yards. Chris, you could say what you want and put the blame on him. I don't think Jameis was your problem. Um, uh, yeah. No, I don't think no. Yeah, he already said it wasn't. Well, it's not that defense let up. It's that fucking Love finally found out that we had a rookie corner out there that couldn't cover shit. Yeah. And then also Pete Carmichael, terrible fucking play calling. No, I thought terrible. Jameis was impressive in his little bit of time. No, Jameis was dog shit. The only good part he had was the very last drive that let well, us that, down. That's, to that's typical Jameis first. fashion. Jameis is Jameis well, is a five minute. We're gonna back. we're gonna see what he's gonna do this week if he plays with Alvin Kamara returning too. He is so he is playing. Bit. He is playing. So, but anyways, anyways, my overreaction again, uh, as I said earlier, is um, you know Jags suck. Jags suck. They're not making the playoffs. Ain't shit. Ain't gonna be shit. Uh, Trevor Lawrence needs to figure ain't his shit. life out right now. I don't know what's going on. Um, the run game is good. Uh, there, there's so much that is good about this team. Like they should not be in the position that they're in. They should be running away with this. With the, maybe I and, lost out on the, the dynasty trade. Yeah. Oh yeah. And especially to be that close against the Chiefs the way that you were, and 
like not not to come up short, but to just play so minimally in that game. I mean, it. Well, Luke, you you had a good you had a good one before Chris joined. What was your uh, overreaction going out of week three? It's about the Bengals. Bro. About the Bengals? Yeah, you had one about the Bengals after the game. They're not making the playoffs, huh? I don't remember saying that, but yeah, sure. Oh, I thought you. Okay, well, fuck me. I really, right. really said, I mean, yeah. we'll let it down. I don't remember, I don't, I don't we'll remember saying that, that but yeah. all right, I'll, I'll roll with it. Uh, yeah, Bengals missed the playoffs. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't look very good today. Jamar Chase had a great day. They just Rams defense couldn't couldn't stop Jamar Chase. Other than that, Bengals didn't didn't look impressive. Uh, Rams offense just not clicking. Like the Rams could have easily won this game if their offense could move the ball even a little bit. I think I think Joe played a lot better than what he has been playing. T. Higgins definitely did not fucking help him out at all. Yeah. There was a lot of big you know, drops from receivers. Yes, there and was. The the, pa- the pass rush from the Rams was just it was not there. Like I, I think Aaron Donald's like overhyped at this point, or he just like I mean he, he only, got to he got to Joe Burrow a couple. Of times. He was yeah, there but, in the backfield. Like, there was there was a couple times. I mean, it's yeah, hard. It's hard, times, but it's not. If you're if you're gonna be the, one of the top defensive linemen in the NFL, like well, you should like. What, he also plays fucking, inside though. Yeah, it's harder yeah. to him getting the sacks like he did early in his career. That was phenomenal. But like Chris said he's in the inside, so you're facing more double teams than you are from the outside. Uh, it it just didn't seem like the Rams pass rush was there to get to Burrow. Then like, I mean, their, their defense played all right. They had a great interception on on Burrow. I mean, not Burrow's fault, but uh, the one Witherspoon grabbed. Jump the route and grab a great interception. But other than that, like the, the Rams offense could not do anything off of what the defense was giving them. I mean, they did a lot. They dro- they drove down the field plenty of times. They just got stopped in the red zone. They they did. The Rams did drive the ball quite a bit. They just like Chris said, they couldn't finish at all. They would go fl- they would go flat. They go flat, they kick a field goal or they turn the ball over. Just yeah. literally yeah. interceptions. But I'm sorry, no, those Bengal uniforms were ugly as fuck also. I thought they were. I thought they looked good. I like the whiteout uniforms. I, Chris, you had a good. Yes. Uh, you had a good overreaction before the show too. You were texting me on the side. What were you saying about the Saints finishing last place in the division? Oh, that ain't happening. Uh, yeah, show me that text. No, if only there's yeah. only one team. One of our teams will finish last place, and that's going to be yours, Doc. So yes, sir. Enjoy. No, Enjoy. we're actually. Uh, we see you're looking at it wrong. That's called finishing first in the draft. Okay. Zero, zero and seventeen. Zero and seventeen. You know you you know you're the only team before we sign out that has not won a game since Elon Musk bought X, formerly known as Twitter. I don't know why that is relevant. Twelve twelve game Um, loss streak. Not the losing streak. The the losing streak is definitely relevant. We're on a twelve game losing streak. I'm not arguing that. I don't know why the Elon Musk thing because I saw that whatever was posted in the chat. And then yeah, it was like week seven of of last year. Yeah. Yeah, I why why can't we just say since week seven of last year? I, I don't know why the Elon Musk thing. He has nothing to do with football. Like we're not I mean, talking just, since we're not talking like shows, Justin Fields isn't one since the Raiders moved to Vegas. You know what I mean? Like Elon Musk has nothing to do with football. Let's just if, keep it rolling. If the That's Bears, what I'm saying. If the Bears don't beat the Broncos, there's a very high chance that the Bears go zero and seventeen. I am because fine with that. We will get a quarterback other... <laughs> that Eberflus wants. Um, and then we'll fire get a wide receiver with Carolina's pick. We'll be good. Do you well, think that your head coach is going to stay again if y'all go zero and seventeen? 
would the Bears organization really keep him? I think this year, yes, because of how crippled our defense is. Not to mention we've got we've got a lot of key pieces out on injury right now. But between that, the defensive coordinator shit going on, I think uh, he's having to wear two hats right now as a head coach and the defensive coordinator. So I think that there is enough going on that that can excuse it. And Ryan Poles is is high on Eberflus. He he loves the guy. Well, we'll have plenty of chances throughout the year to talk Chicago, especially after the season's done and we're talking draft time when they're looking at which QB they're going to have. But And look at the moves. Look at the moves when I talked about, about new head coach not giving a shit about, you know, the old quarterback in the system because look at what Ryan Poles has done this year. There are only a handful of players left from the Ryan Pace era, and I think he's trying to push Justin Fields out with everybody else. Like I said, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll definitely have some time next few months on offseason when, you know, free agency happens, the draft happens. But, boys, great episode. You know, way to recap week three. Tomorrow we're going to dive into our predictions, see how we're looking after the week three time and go ahead into week four. But that's Chris Kameinhart. That's Luke Rule. That's Nick the Doc Skirkwitz. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at the Sack House.